Do you want more high ticket clients? Do you want to know how they think and how they buy? You're in the right place to learn how to get all the high paying clients you want, whatever you want, and how to actually stand out as the world-class specialist in your arena. I'm Leanne and I've helped over 500 women go from very few clients to commanding better prices and calling in clients who are pre-sold. In this podcast, you'll learn the exact strategies that I use with my clients to get them more clients, cash and credibility. All the things you'll learn here are rooted in sales psychology and how your client's brain works. Also what to do and say so they buy. So let's get this started. So today we're gonna talk about your story and welcome back. But the story that you need to become prestigious should be forefront in your marketing. So we're gonna talk about that today, about what you need to do to make your brand, your business positioned in a prestigious way and how to use your own story to do that like luxury brands do. So maybe you know marketing's changed and everything's really super saturated. And I'm one of those people who, I have literally thousands of unread emails in my inbox. And my husband likes his email to be at zero. So he frowns when I pull my phone up and there's that little red number at the top of my email and it's a lot, let me tell you. So lately I've been getting more and more texts from marketing people rather than email. Because email, there's more and more and more email every day. And I send emails every day. I get unsubscribed people every day because probably people are just overwhelmed with email. Now this is different than when it used to be when we first got internet and we had a dial up modem. We were all excited to get email. It was really unique and different and we were all excited. It was, it was like, whoa, we got mail. You've got mail, right? But now we have got way too much mail and we don't want the mail that we have. And we're not excited anymore to get that weekly newsletter <laughs> from The Gap or wherever it is, right? But smart marketers are turning to stories to stand out because people aren't really reading things anymore. And stories are the way that we connect and they sell better than almost anything. So for a long time, advertising and marketing has been about telling customers what to do. Buy this thing, buy it now, you need this thing. Don't you need this thing? And people are tired of being yelled at. They don't believe the marketing claims, they're savvy, they're global, they're connected, and they don't want it anymore. So the things that used to work don't work with you. The things that used to work don't work anymore. So part of this comes from how we now search out information. And it's being thrown at us, this information is being thrown at us every day, yelling at us every day. And it's coming from every arena. It's coming from news, it's coming from social media, it's coming from the people on the street corner, it's coming from, it's coming from everywhere. The internet is just filled with noise and so much information being thrown at you all day long, every single day. And if you wanted to look something up back, let's say in the 70s and 80s, we didn't have internet. We didn't have internet. So there wasn't this stuff being thrown at us every day. We had to look it up. I had a set of encyclopedias. I looked it up. If I wanted to know a song lyric, I just sang along with it and hoped it was right. And 
you know, some of us were still singing the wrong words to songs 20 years later because we didn't understand what the lyrics were and there was no place to look it up. So if you wanted a review for a product back then, you couldn't just pull up Amazon. Nobody heard of Pinterest. No one knew the Kardashians. And I think we were better off then, but that's beyond the point. Every day your phone goes ding and there's a marketer. They're right there in your pocket. And they're telling you to do something and it's invasive and it's annoying. And am I right, right? I think it's invasive and annoying. So marketing has been a monologue, the whole history of man, basically. You've got people that are busking on the street corners trying to get people to buy things. And you probably have Egyptians back in ancient Egypt that were trying to call out, hey, don't you want to buy this? Don't you want to, don't you want to get this, right? Marketing as a monologue is pretty much old as time, I would think. Because you got to get people's attention. You got to get them to come over and want this thing that you're offering. But if you have a monologue on stage, you're speaking and no other character is speaking. If you have a dialogue, now other people are participating. And that is way, way different. And I'll be touching on why this is important later on. But if you want to dial in your origin story, your brand story, the place where you come from, is very, very important because it's part of a dialogue starting between you and your client. If we want to market to globally connected generations, Gen Z, millennials, very globally connected, they've never been without the internet. We're going to have to be savvier with marketing. They've seen it all before. And frankly, Gen X is getting to that point too, where we're saturated too. Boomers invested in things because they wanted them. Millennials and Gen Z value the source they buy from. Not ignoring Gen X here, but we want to talk about the generations to come that marketers are focused on right now. Those people, those generations want luxurious experiences, but they also want to feel good about their purchases. So if they buy something nice, there's this underlying notion of wanting to do good while they're enjoying that thing. So they might buy like a Tesla because they want a luxe car that goes fast while also protecting the earth from climate change. Or they buy a pair of Tom's shoes because they know Tom's gives away a pair for every pair you buy. Same thing with Warby Parker and glasses. People want to do good while they experience good things. But they want to be associated with companies that have causes, that have a story, that have a background. So fair trade chocolate and coffee are now mainstream, right? There's a reason. They don't, we don't just want something and then go buy it. We want to be able to maybe even do good with that purchase. And we value companies that also share our values. And this has come out a lot this last year. The other thing about stories is we want to know the origins of the product because we are very far removed from the making of the product, okay? So in the early 2000s, we bought fast fashion. It was right after the tariffs got lifted in China and we were able to import really cheap clothing. And so we all bought and we bought and we bought and we bought and we wore things three times and then we threw them away and they're on the landfill. But now, right, we don't want to just buy and buy and buy anymore. We wanna know the origins of the product. 
and we're less likely to buy fast fashion now than we are something that's quality made that is actually maybe even handcrafted and we want possibly even designer handcrafted things. So I bought handmade shoes. I bought some shoes from Greece from a little mom and pop company off of Etsy and they were awesome. We bought candles and jewelry and all kinds of things from people that we share our values with, but we know where it was made. We want to go on Etsy and maybe even buy art from the artist rather than going to a gallery and buying it at the gallery. We want to go directly to the source. We want to know the origins of the things that we buy. So prestige brands, right? They have this deep history of craftsmanship that goes back for generations. And we value those things higher because we know they're made with care and we know the origins of them. Or it's limited edition or it's an ancient secret. And we value those because we've lost touch with how things are made. Now, when we go through our day and we're using our phones and we're going, you know, we're using plates from Ikea and we have a baseball cap maybe that was made in Indonesia, we don't see the source. We don't see the person making that. We don't know where that was made exactly. It was made in a factory. And we don't know the makers. So the craft of it, we don't value those things highly. We value the handcrafted items that you have in your home or the handmade items that are beautiful and enhance your world. Things are impersonal otherwise, right? And we don't connect with impersonal things. We don't value them. They're cheap to us. Hey, it's Leanne, and if you're ready to have more clients, cash, and credibility, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com where you can find out more about current programs, hit our vault of trainings, and join the community. That's IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. Okay, back to the show. Since we don't see that making of, right, making of product or making of the thing, Savvy marketing is going to be able to give us the ability for our audiences to actually see that through our origin story. So savvy marketing gives us the ability to connect with our audience through our origin story. It's hard to say, origin story. And sometimes that's our brand story and sometimes it is the story of us. So recently I watched a commercial for Google and Google's brilliant at this. They're brilliant at their stories really to capture you. They didn't say anything. They just were typing into the search bar how to start. And it was bringing up all kinds of things. How to start a new job. How to start a a new musical instrument. How to start dating again. Right? Every time it was different. How to start a new exercise regime. And since we've been a little bit bound at home, isolated, this is the place that people are at. And so it's not Google's story. It's a story of us, of where we are as a society and as a people. But Google got me really warm and fuzzy because I thought, oh, we are starting a little bit again. We're starting over again. And people have realized that they want to start something new. So back to my point, stories are going to be more and more important if you want to stand out to your premium clients. Because those savvy clients want you to have an origin that fits them. And they want you to take a stand against injustice. And they want to know where you come from. 
So prestige brands, they've got a deep history with their origin story. I actually call it the creation myth because it's like Wonder Woman. She comes from the Amazons and her backstory is kind of killer. Spider-Man is the friendly neighborhood Peter Parker who gets thrown into something really unusual. And both of those are creation myths surrounding those characters. And if you look at something like Star Wars, the creation myth is so deep, we're now getting new stories from teeny tiny characters in the movies, like something like Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. These people are, they were minor characters in the main Star Wars canon, but they're, they've now taken on a new meaning in a new way because the stories went so deep and we never get tired of hearing them because we're all caught up in the original stories and so we want more. We just want more. So if you think, let's switch gears a little bit, if you think about Hermes as a brand, they started as the manufacturer of carriage accessories and they realized, right, carriages were not going to be maybe around forever. (laughs) Wisely, they decided this and they said, hey, we could just use our leather goods. We could become a leather goods store along with uh, scarves, silk scarves. And the silk scarves are going to have a lot of that carriage feel to them. There's going to have a lot of those motifs. And they kept their logo as a carriage. So the carriage motif is on almost every scarf. Every scarf that they do has either carriage or carriage parts or something about that time in history where carriages were uh, popular, right? So there's a lot of scarves like that at Hermes. That motif represents their history. It gives us a connection point to Hermes, right? So also there's a designer named Jo Malone. She does perfume and she actually paid fashionable people (laughs) to walk around New York City with bags that said Jo Malone, really attractive looking bags. And she paid a bunch of people just to walk around with empty bags because she couldn't afford to manufacture her products. She wanted to get into the higher-end retail stores like Bertolt Goodman, um, some of the bigger ones, Neiman Marcus, and she didn't know how to go about doing that because she didn't have money for the manufacturing. And so she paid people to carry these bags around and people started asking, where'd you get that? What's Jo Malone? Because the way that she did it, the way that she created it. So people love that story because it shows that designers can be scrappy, just like us, and Even if they're high-end, they're like us, and we understand, and we love it. The more unique you are, right, the better. And what this does for us is it gives us an idea of where to start marketing and how to stand out with our origin story. When we came from, where we came from, and why we got into business is important because it goes into your creation myth, and it makes you more prestigious. The deeper your origin, the more prestigious you become. So the deeper your history, the more prestigious. So one of my stories happened when my all-girl band went to a festival and the guy running the soundboard wouldn't give three of our guitar chords back. The cord you plug into the PA system, if you have a pickup in your electric guitar that you can plug directly into the guitar, you have to carry these guitar chords so you can plug into their system. And... They kept insisting, this this guy kept insisting, the chords were his. And we argued and I 
kind of caused a little bit of a scene. And at the end, we had to we had to leave two of the courts. He just would not let it go. And he was really mean and kind of rude. And I was really mad. I was livid. So I went down and I bought pink cords for our band. And after that point in time, no one, no guy sound equipment person, no guy PA sound engineer ever wanted those cords because they were pink. And I guess, you know, people have an aversion to that, but they knew they weren't theirs. So I made a choice to get us these pink cords, but it also became a little bit of a trademark. When we would play places, people would ask, you got pink cords and what's that all about? And I would tell the story and they would always be so happy that the story was where those pink cords came from because it was something we did as an all-girl group so that no one could steal from us and no one could shout us down and we would know that we would be able to take our cords with us when we left. So that story shows you several things about me. One is I know what it's like to be mistreated because I'm a woman and that was the reason because he wasn't jerky to the rest of the bands and they were all men. Uh, Number two, I had an all-girl band, and we played places, and people came to hear us. (laughs) And number three, I'm resilient and a problem solver, and it hit home with anyone that's been a little bullied or unfairly treated, right? So that story gives you more of my history, and so hopefully you identify with the universal themes, and you likely have that pink cord maybe in the front of your mind now, and that's the way that I hope it is because I want you to know my history and I want you to know my values and I want you to know that I understand where you're coming from. I've probably been there. So as we wrap up this origin story episode, you might be thinking, I'm not sure even where to start with my origin story. I don't know what to say. My story isn't interesting. And I want to tell you that I beg to differ (laughs) because you have a story and when you tell it, you will understand the gap between you and higher ticket clients, higher level clients, can be closed with stories. This is something that I do with clients. I help them crystallize their creation myth and understand how to use it in messaging so that you become unique, you're memorable, you're high-end, and you have a deep history to you. So you stand out in the marketplace, especially when it's saturated. Okay, so that's about it for today. Get your origin story together and start telling it. See you soon. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. I'm Leanne Heil and we'll see you on the next episode.